स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रिमझिम सुन रहे हैं आपका शब का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ी में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर सात मिनट हो चुके हैं अब से लेकर तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नजरों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हासिल है ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम खुशनुमा है और आज टेम्परेचर जरा ज्यादा है इक्कीस डिग्री हमारे स्टूडियो के बाहर इक्का दुक्का बादल भी छाए हुए हैं आसमान पे लेकिन स्टूडियो के अंदर का मौसम एज यू ऑल नो इज फैंटास्टिक बिकॉज आज वादी के मुताबिक ओम हमारे प्रोग्राम में है ओम अरोड़ा और वादे के मुताबिक आज हम बात करने जा रहे हैं मेंटल हेल्थ के बारे में सो ओम मोस्ट वेलकम इन प्रोग्राम हाउ आर यू डूइंग थैंक यू थैंक यू डूइंग वेल आई एक्साइटेड डॉक्टर for about 10 15 minutes um he is going to be talking about um, you know uh, healthcare now you know a seminar that is taking place on the 9th of september at suri swick plaza so um i will be speaking um with him dr harjit singh lal uh, he is a family physician i also want to ask him about mental uh episodes that he might have had in his mm-hmm. office or he knows of some people from the community that have had issues with mental illness so let's start with you uh first of all um why did you come up with this topic um i mean i think it was already on on the docket of things to talk about it's right. a very 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 important thing to talk about and i think in the past decade there has been a great shift in importance in talking about men's mental health men's men's mental health so we're going to be talking about men's, men's mental health today yeah but i think that it sometimes is stopping there we're in a stagnation point where i feel like a lot of men now know the buzzwords of mental health they might know you know awareness and all that stuff but what to do about it or what it may mean we're still at that stagnation point so i think it's great about how much progress we have made but there's still a long way to go until this stuff is normalized um and completely accessible for people mm. now when you see it's uh, the buzzword is people know mental health mm-hmm. uh, men know that there is a mental health topic out there or yeah. issue but whether they themselves have experienced it or their co-workers or a family member it just stops there yeah often i mean i feel like there's still so many stigmas around it and there's different types of stigma there's the social stigma and the personal stigma which i will get into later mm-hmm. um and the social stigma only changes when you change your own personal stigmas i see and i think that actively there needs to be active work being going down about your mental health often we see people a lot of men they like to go to the gym they work on their physical health and many of the time they're not waiting until their body is very weak until they go to the gym they're doing it to maintain their physical strength right but you don't really often hear all the time about all these men talking about what they're doing to maintain their mental health you don't okay. want to wait until you have a mental health episode in order to strengthen and work on it so what i want to do today uh, make it very you know silly and stupid mhm why we didn't even go into our news But I think this is a I think this is news itself Supersedes. as well. Okay. <laughs> so let's make it very simple and uh find out when we say mental health decipher mental health for me. Okay. 
Yeah, so the mental health itself aspect is very, very, very broad. Yes. So it realistically goes along with a lot of stuff. I know I just brought up the gym example, but the gym itself, even though it's physical training, actually can affect your mental health. The mental health is everything. It's a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. Hmm. So all of the different factors that are included within that, hmm. it, you know, alongside the environmental factors, realistically have you produce your own mental health, whatever that might be. So our environment, our surroundings, our family uh, behavior and attitudes, uh, relationships, everything attributes to mental health. Exactly, exactly. And with us as men, as we're talking about men today, there is these traditional values and norms of men that go along many of these environmental factors that may cause many men to have mental health issues. Mm. So there's a lot of different traditional notions of man that maybe are interpreted in a manner which cause mental health issues. Like men don't cry. Exactly. So that's a big thing. That's right on the top of my list is emotional suppression. Mm. You know, we discourage men from openly expressing their emotions except for anger or confidence. And that is something that automatically will cause some mental health issues. Um, these create the stigmas surrounding mental health. We mm. end up limiting emotional outlets. Men are limited to expressing their emotions. Only anger or aggression, which, you know, causes all this stress and frustration to build inside with them. Mm -hmm. It's going to go to their brain, you yes. know. It's going to come out in other ways. There's a variety of different notions that come along with the traditional man that do cause some of these mental health issues. Now, you use the word traditional man, so we will keep that on, on side because I want to come back to that as well. Definitely. Looking at uh, 2023, and going back to say 1900s, I, I'm not going to go back farther <laughs> than that because there's no point in doing that. Do you think everybody at that time too had had mental health, but nobody sort of worried about it? Or has the world today, which is dominated by social media, is giving anxiety to people, men and women, and uh, is creating a buzzword, which is in reality sickness, mental health. I do think that with the lack of proper education about this mental health conversation, it can cause maybe an increase just by having, the you know, what is mental health? People thinking about their mental health. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Mm. I think back in the 1900s, it was definitely still a problem. And you can see that alone by just, if you go and look at suicide statistics. Yes. And if you look at suicide statistics, you're most likely to see in almost every single demographic, yeah. it's 75% more likely for a man, man to commit suicide yes. than women. So I would say it's always existed. Yes. Um, I think now we are shining the light on it. So we yeah. maybe see where it might exist more. Um, it's really hard to tell back in the day all the time as if someone was dealing with mental health issues. If you never spoke to them, if they never wrote about it, if they never talked about it, you might never be able to tell. So maybe it even seems like it was less back then because why even speak about it? Because nobody did talk about exactly. it, right? So also men were uh, strict upper lip, you know, uh, sort of what is the, the word? Upper lip, stiff upper lip, yeah. uh, uh, right? And, and so that means that the anger and emotions are all suppressed right there. Exactly. So that probably uh, created havoc for, for men of stature, uh, men who had no stature, and men who were probably, you know, normal human beings who, who could not express their emotions in any other way apart from, as you mentioned, anger or, you know, exactly. extra confidence. 
I want to take a very short commercial break, bring a doctor into the fold Let's and also it. continue with the conversation. Um, we, we're going to take a, a short break and I also want to give our telephone number out as well. You can call us anytime. Um, at the moment, we're going to be taking a doctor on, on air, but you uh, have the opportunity to ask questions or give your own opinion on this topic at 604-280-1200, 604 2998 We're talking about men's mental health. Uh, Dr. Saab will be with us shortly. Um, so let's continue with the, sure. with the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think I was going over some of the traditional roles and how they might affect men. So another traditional role, obviously, is the traditional notions of masculinity often emphasize dominance and control within relationships. Mm. This is very difficult, and it can hinder the open communication and emotional intimacy. Mm. Um, they feel that many men maybe feel the need that they are not the ones who should be talking about their emotions within a relationship. Mm. It's not their place. Instead, they may have the pressure to exceed, you know, place uh, the idea of being the provider mm. um, and the one who is worried about making sure to get everything that you need, the resources for the family. Mm. All the emotional things can be handled otherwise. But mm. you as a human being are an emotional being. So mm. you will have to handle that. Um, and it creates this little bit of a role conflict. We know modern society often presents these conflicting expectations. Be tough and independent, but also be emotionally available and nurturing. You know, how are you managing to be both, you know, tough and independent and emotionally available and nurturing if you aren't doing much for your mental health? And without right. seeming weak, right? Because when you're exactly. emotional and when you talk about your feelings, that's when you're weak. Exactly. And if you go see a therapist or something, like, why are you doing that? There's exactly. nothing wrong with you. Exactly. Even if you just need to talk. And and that concept of there's nothing wrong with you is, is also such prevalent, right? These traditional notions. People, there's nothing wrong with you. Exactly. Well, well <laughs> the, you know, the pressure to conform to these maybe norms, these masculinity norms, can isolate the men who don't feel like they fit the mold. Because there's no way that you can create a... Um, list of things, this is what a man is, and every man is meant to be able to fall into place to all that stuff. So maybe there is someone who out there who doesn't, and now they feel even more isolated because they're not falling into this traditional role of a man that's been given to them by society. So that isolation is, is very much so prevalent too that for many men. And women. Of course, of course. Yes, no, of course. Okay, so I know that this is a huge topic, right? And we're going to continue talking about this. Can I sort of interject and bring another point in there? Definitely. The, the we we've we've determined that um, at least now we are aware of mental illness, uh, and today we're talking about mental illness as far as men are concerned. Do you think that? When do you think mental illness sort of is 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 noticed in children? young boys when when is is there a certain age that that one sort of says okay yeah you know the person is in this person has mental illness i mean we all have brains mm -hmm. from from childhood right from as as i think it depends right okay. so okay. i think the the biggest one in young boys is adhd because they are hyperactive you know it's really but, funny you say that too why because as a kid i i actually right now i have add so I was diagnosed with ADD. And I had a feeling when I was very, very young that I had ADD. Uh, probably around grade three or four, I knew something was up. 
Yeah. And I think I had heard of that name at some point. So I asked my parents, so can I get tested for this? I think I might be wired a little bit differently. As and a they, child? As a child. Oh, my gosh. Seven, eight, nine. I knew. I knew. Because I've always been this way. And they said their response was, SHEs in Nehibolo. Oh. So don't talk about these types yeah. of things. And so I never got diagnosed. At 18, on my own accord, I was like, I'm going to just go figure it out to give me some understanding. And it turns out I did the whole time. Mm. So it, it depends. When do you know? Often the kid will tell you and you still don't know. Mm. I used to say, I, Mom, I can't see. I can't see. Mm. And my mom was like, I'm And then so one day they were getting all four of our testing done. Yeah. And I happened to have the worst eyes of everyone and needed glasses. And someone was like, oh, maybe you were right about it. <laughs> so often these kids, kids are more honest than anyone ever. If they're saying something, there may be some truth to it. So you might have to listen. When uh, For kids, I feel like often the time is you, they tell you. They will tell you um, when things are up. They're much more likely to be able to be emotionally uh, communicative than a grown man. Right. I, 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 I can attest to that, you know. <laughs> There are two women here and one man. So I'm going to ask you the question, sure. okay? Um, did you ever go through uh, yes. uh, an episode yourself? Definitely. Mental... And I actually was going to bring this up anyway. So yes. I, I dealt with mental health issues um, when I was in high school from okay. about grade 10 to 12. Mm. And one of the things that was, was for me that was difficult was I was very privileged. Mm. I have been sheltered my whole life, fed mm. my whole life. I've been educated. My parents have taken care of everything. Mm. So for me to be feeling these hopelessness and feeling very depressed for these two years, mm. being so privileged actually made it feel worse for me because I was like, Guilty. I have everything. Mm -hmm. Why should I feel this way? I don't deserve to feel bad. Mm. I didn't even feel like I deserved to feel bad, which made it even worse. Mm. Um, and so now, right now, if I were to tell my, my father, hey, I'm depressed, he would say to me, if you need a doctor, whichever one you need, mm. doesn't matter the price, doesn't matter anything, you, I will figure out how to get you there. Mm. He is that person. Mm. First time I ever told them I had been to therapy. Mm. It was a year or two after I had even been to therapy. Mm. My dad responded, his first thing, his response was, will that be on your record? Mm. That was already the notion. Mm. That's the notion that as an ah. Indian man growing up, they live by. He ah. was afraid that I will be perceived as crazy or ill and maybe will have restrictions on my employment ah. that hurt me so much now he's very different now and he's he is the biggest i've never seen someone who can grow like my father can <laughs> right. he can grow more than anyone in such short amounts of time but that disconnect was very very difficult okay. right away many men won't even tell their father so let me take you back to that moment so you're feeling depressed mm -hmm. and hopeless what were you going through at that time was it um was it hormonal uh, imbalance? It was a mix of that as mm. well as uh, I would say a little bit of l existential lack of purposeness that I was feeling. Mm. And then like I said, the added having the privileges that I did added mm. to that. Um, I felt that I should be um, doing better and doing more. And what usually when you are depressed, I always say you dig yourself into the hole more and more and more. And deeper. Mm. So the first time someone is depressed, the first time a kid is going through mental health issues, if you tell that kid, if you told me then things will get better, I had no reason to believe you because they had not gotten better yet. Mm. Now, if I were to go into a mental health episode today, I might actually do better because I saw things get better. Mm. For me, when things for the first time got better, I didn't believe it. I was like, God's playing a trick on me or something. Mm. Like maybe they're giving me a couple last couple good weeks before I'm, I'm out of here. Mm. But it was, it was difficult to be even associating with feelings of not feeling sad, contentness, not even happiness, just not feeling sad all the time. So you dig yourself you're in a hole when you are in these mental health episodes. Maya has a question to ask you, and then remember to come back to me. I, I want to ask you a question. 
Well, now I've forgotten, but I do want to say that, you know, when you are feeling really depressed and you, and you are privileged and you feel like, hey, I don't deserve to feel sad right now. Uh, one advice piece that I got was, you know, this is hard for you, right? You, you have been privileged. You have not been in the streets, but that is hard for someone who's on the streets. They have their own set of difficulties. Definitely. But you not having like anything else that it was hard for you, like this is hard for you and that is okay. You know, For and sure. being told that, that, hey, it's okay to feel that because, you know, everyone has their own sets of difficulties. And just because the other guy has it worse than you doesn't mean that you are exactly. invalid or that you're not allowed to feel those feelings. Exactly. And that was something I had to remind myself. Pressure and pain is different for everyone, right? What pains you might not pain someone else. What pressure feels to you might not be the same amount of pressure on someone else. And I had to remind myself those things. Not only that, I felt that maybe, you know, after the fact, I, I realized that the the questions about purpose and existentialist crises that I was having was actually a great thing. Mm. It was a privilege as well in itself. My father, his problems at the time were, you know, I got to make sure I'm fed and get a degree so mm. that I can continue going on because he was in a, he was not having the same privileges as me. He mm. was not, he was still fed and he was sheltered and educated, but his parents did not have as much as he has been able to provide for me. Mm. Um, and so me realizing that even me now questioning my purpose and having the ability to now go and decide what I want to do in the future, even though that is difficult, is a privilege. And I should not feel sad about it. And I think that was something that was only come to an understanding after I stopped feeling so hopeless. When you're in this hopeless phase, it's very, very difficult to see silver linings. Mm. And you really need that support from other people around you to maybe help you guide you in that way. Now that you are at this stage where you can openly talk about it, have you gone back to dissect it as to how you got into it? Definitely, definitely. Um, because a lot of the time, like I said, you dig yourself in your own hole. When you're in depressed, you end up forming habits that aid your depression. So whether that's, for me, that was in forms of laziness, maybe. Uh, you know, when I was waking up, uh, the things I was doing with my time, it was a lot of habits that were mm. actually aiding my own depression mm. you i didn't you, you i didn't feel the need to even help myself in that moment because i was so hopeless so now after that it is important for me to dissect that because you can knit things in the bud before it gets to that point mm -hmm. the same thing i'm saying you can maintain your mental health not wait until you're in a bad position mentally in a bad position to then oh now i got to dig myself out of here no keep it maintained the same way you want to maintain your physical strength go to the gym and uh not wait until you're very very weak and your bones are brittle and you feel like you need to go to the gym you should maintain yourself so it, i definitely have dissected what i went through and regardless of even if you don't have mental health episodes i still say you should do that that's part of maintaining your mental health so you don't end up there mm -hmm. at the end of the day Self-reflection, spending time in solitude with yourself will only help you understand yourself. So do you feel that everybody needs to sort of look deep into their own soul to find out Definitely. who they are? Knowledge is within. The greatest knowledge, in my opinion, is knowledge of self. So. Remember I said that we were going to have a doctor join us. So we are very lucky to have a um, doctor with us. So... Let me just bring him in so that Dr. Lal can talk a little bit about the program that is taking place. Dr. Lal, most welcome in our program. How are you doing? I'm good, Shafan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, uh, to your listener and you for good health and peace. Thank you. We are today talking about um, uh, mental health, especially for men. So uh, that has been the topic. Uh, because I couldn't get hold of you at 2.15, we, we jumped into our topic. But I wanted um, you to give us some information about the healthcare now. 
that is happening on September 9th from 2 to 5 p.m. Um, but before you do that, Dr. Saab, can you please tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, you are a family physician with Surrey Memorial Hospital. Um, I am a family physician. I am a sports physician. I am a graduate of KTC Edmonton, Alberta, from MD 1985. फिर मैं कम किया दो साल नेटवीनियन पापुलेशन अल्बर्टा देवेच फिर मैं थे आ गया एबस्पोर्ट देवेच फैमिली प्रैक्टिस डेड इमरजेंसी डिलीवर बेबीज बहुत 2000 बेबीज ओह माय गॉड एंड डेड पीडियाटिक डेड पोस्ट सर्विस फैमिली प्रैक्टिस देन स्टार्ट वर्किंग एज ए हॉस्पिटल वर्क्स इन लैंगली मेपरेज भी सरीज भी एबस्पोर्ट्स भी एबस्पोर्ट दे नाल काम की था कैंसर सेंटर्स भी दो साल अच्छा जी ये होन फैमिली प्रैक्टिस ते नाल सरीज काम कर दें आजे हॉस्पिटल्स वेरी नाइस सो द प्रोग्राम दैट्स टेकिंग प्लेस ऑन सितंबर नाइंथ उधी विच कौन कौन उधी प्रोफाइल के जरे लोग आन सारे लोकानुम खुला सदाया जी जेड़ा भी कोई देखता जिन्हानुम हेल्थ केयर बारे कंसर्न या जिन्हानुम पहुंचना चाहिए जी सो ए ओपन टू पब्लिक है क्या जी राइट ओपन टू पब्लिक हाँ जी राइट और दो बजे तो लेके पांच बजे तक सरी सिविक प्लाजा देवे जिधर कि सिटी हॉल देवे चाहे हाँ जी सो डॉक्टर सब तो अपनी प्रैक्टिस तुसी कभी नोटिस किताए गए कि अपने कम्युनिटी देविच जिधे मर देगे ने वो ज़्यादातर अपनी मेंटल इलनेस दे बारे च गाल नहीं करना पसंद कर दे और टबू है सर ये अपनी कम्युनिटी देविच हाँ जी ज़रूर है क्या जी क्योंकि जदों आपने प्रेजेंट कर दिया फैमिली पैक्स नो इवन लेडी चाहे मर्द भी वो हो मेडिकल कंप्लेंट देना जी अच्छा ते फेस वन नो बी वोट करना पेंडा के उन्हें नो मेंटल हेल्थ प्रॉब्लम है हम्म सो अपनी कम्युनिटी सब तो ज़्यादा प्रॉब्लम किडी चीज़ नो लाके है ये मेंटल हेल्थ ते एरिया दे बीच मेंटल हेल्थ आपन कम्युनिटी चा सारे तो ज़्यादा जी है का जी डिप्रेशन हाँ जी तो उतन बाद फिर बाकी चीज़ें जिमें साइकोसिस होया ओल्डर पापुलेशन हो रही है उन्हें कई बार डिमेंशिया दे नार भी डिप्रेशन हो के कई बार साइकोटिक फीचर आ जाने हैं राइट राइट सो वो तो टोटली एक नवाई इश्यू साड़ी सारे वस्ते खड़ा हो गया जरा डिमेंशिया ते अल्जाइमर्स वगैरह इधर बारे चीनो डॉक्टर साहब तुष्य ज़्यादा कदा अपने प्रोग्राम में देविच भी गल कर देने देंगे कि यू नो आई मीन ज़्यादा सी आज गल कर रहे हैं हाँ जी मेंटल हेल्थ काफी इश्यू आज ही अपने कम्युनिटी देविच क्योंकि बहुत टेन टू ट्वेल्व परसेंट पापुलेशन एटलीस्ट अफेक्टेड या जिधे क्रिटिकल फैक्टर या देन इट लीड टू समटाइम ड्रग एडिक्शन समटाइम अदर थिंग्स एंड एंड प्रोबब्ली यू नो ड्रिंकिंग इज वन ऑफ द बि
ਹਾਂਜੀ ਡ੍ਰਿੰਕਿੰਗ ਡੈਫੀਨਿਟਲੀ ਅਲਕੋਹੋਲਿਜ਼ਮ ਇਸ ਅ ਬਿਗ ਬਿਗ ਇਸ਼ੂਜ਼ ਇਨ ਪੰਜਾਬੀ ਪਪੂਲੇਸ਼ਨ ਸਪੈਸ਼ਲੀ ਇਨ ਸਰੀ ਐਂਡ ਐਬਸਪੋਰਟ ਐਂਡ ਅਦਰ ਏਰੀਆਜ਼ ਹਾਂਜੀ ਸੋ ਕਿਆ ਇਸ ਦੇ ਬਾਰੇ ਚ ਵੀ ਗੱਲਬਾਤ ਕਰ ਸਕਦੇ ਨੇ ਨੌਤਰੀਕ ਨੂੰ ਜਦੋਂ ਉਹ ਥਿਆਨਗੇ ਕਿ ਇਸ ਦੇ ਬਾਰੇ ਚ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਜਾਣਕਾਰੀ ਮਿਲ ਸਕਦੀ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਤੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਤਾਂ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਨੌਤਰੀਕ ਨੂੰ ਤਾਂ ਬੇਸਿਕਲੀ ਇਹ ਆ ਕਿ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਫਰੇਜ਼ਰ ਹੈਲਥ ਏਰੀਆ ਚ ਆਪਣੇ ਇਸ਼ੂਜ਼ ਹੈਗੇ ਨੇ ਕਿ ਕਾਫੀ ਇਵਨ ਪ੍ਰਾਇਮਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਰਿਸੋਰਸਸ ਲੈਕਿੰਗ ਗਿਆ ਇਵਨ ਸੈਕੰਡਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਰਿਸੋਰਸਸ ਲੈਕਿੰਗ ਗਿਆ ਟਰਸਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਆਪਣੇ ਸਡਨ ਡੈਥ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਆ ਉਹ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਆ ਜੀ ਟਰਾਮਾ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਜਾਂ ਸ਼ੋਕ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਜਾਂ ਹਾਰਟ ਅਟੈਕ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਡੀਲ ਕਰਨੇ ਲਈ ਜੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਫਰੇਜ਼ਰ ਰਿਵਰ ਸਾਊਥ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਸਾਊਥ ਸਾਈਡ ਨੂੰ ਲੈਣੇ ਆ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਕਿ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਕਰ ਸਕਦੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਆ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਲੈਂਗਲੀ ਐਪਸਪੋਰਡ ਮਿਸ਼ਨ ਮੇਪਰ ਰੇਜ ਸਰੀ ਪੀਸਾਰਚ ਡੈਲਟਾ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕਾਫੀ ਲੈਕਿੰਗ ਆਰ ਸੋਰਸਸ ਸੋ ਇਸ ਦੇ ਬਾਰੇ ਲੋਕ ਜਾਣਕਾਰੀ ਵੀ ਲੈ ਸਕਦੇ ਨੇ ਔਰ ਸਵਾਲ ਵੀ ਪੁੱਛ ਸਕਦੇ ਨੇ ਉਹਦੇ ਬਾਰੇ ਜਾਣਕਾਰੀ ਵੀ ਲੈ ਸਕਦੇ ਆ ਸਵਾਲ ਵੀ ਪੁੱਛ ਸਕਦੇ ਆ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਬੇਸਿਕਲੀ ਇਹ ਲੋਕਿੰਗ ਇਕੱਠੇ ਹੋ ਰਹੇ ਆ ਗਵਰਨਮੈਂਟ ਤੇ ਥੋੜਾ ਜਿਹਾ ਪ੍ਰੈਸ਼ਰ ਪਾਉਣ ਨੂੰ ਤੇ ਸੋਲੂਸ਼ਨ ਲੱਭਣ ਨੂੰ ਕੀ ਹੋ ਸਕਦਾ ਕਿ ਲੌਂਗ ਟਰਮ ਕੇਅਰ ਪਲੈਨਿੰਗ ਦੇ ਲਈ ਇਸ ਏਰੀਆ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕੁਝ ਕੀਤਾ ਜਾਵੇ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਜੇ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਇਹ ਏਰੀਆ ਕਾਫੀ ਪਪੂਲੇਸ਼ਨ ਗਰੋ ਹੋ ਰਹੀ ਆ ਜੀ ਕਾਫੀ ਜ਼ਿਆਦਾ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਮਟਰਨਟੀ ਆ ਡਿਲੀਵਰੀਜ਼ ਆ ਉਹ ਇਸ ਏਰੀਆ ਚ ਹੁੰਨੀਆਂ ਪੀਡੀਆਟ ਪਪੂਲੇਸ਼ਨ ਇਸ ਏਰੀਆ ਚ ਕਾਫੀ ਜ਼ਿਆਦਾ ਆ ਉਹਦੇ ਲਈ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਰਿਸੋਰਸਸ ਆ ਸਪੈਸ਼ਲੀ ਟਰਸਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਰਿਸੋਰਸਸ ਉਹ ਐਕਸਟ੍ਰੀਮਲੀ ਲੈਕਿੰਗ ਆ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਸਰੀ ਕੋਈ ਇੱਕ ਹਸਪੀਟਲ ਸੀਗਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਕਿ ਐਜ਼ ਅ ਟਰਸਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਡਿਜ਼ਾਈਨਡ ਹੋਇਆ ਸੀ 2012 ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪਰ ਕੋਈ ਵੀ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਟਰਸਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਸੂਲਤਾਂ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਨਿਊਰੋਸਰਜੀਕਲ ਟਰਸਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਕਾਰਡੀਕ ਔਰ ਟਰਸਰੀ ਕੇਅਰ ਫਰ ਸਟੋਕ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕੋਈ ਸਹੂਲਤਾਂ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੈ ਸੋ ਮੈਂ ਚਾਹਾਂਗੀ ਕਿ ਸਾਡੇ ਸੁਣਨ ਵਾਲੇ 9 ਸਤੰਬਰ ਨੂੰ ਜੋ ਕਿ ਪਰਸੋਂ ਹੈਗਾ ਆ ਜ਼ਰੂਰ ਦੋ ਤੋਂ ਲੈ ਕੇ 5 ਵਜੇ ਤੱਕ ਗਰਨ ਦੇ ਵਸਤਾ ਹੀ ਮੈਗਾ ਤੇ ਜ਼ਰੂਰ ਸਰੀ ਸਿਵਿਕ ਪਲਾਜ਼ਾ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਜੋ ਕਿ ਸਿਟੀ ਹਾਲ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੈਗਾ ਉੱਥੇ ਪਹੁੰਚਣ ਦੋ ਤੋਂ ਲੈ ਕੇ 5 ਵਜੇ ਤੱਕ ਔਰ ਇਸ ਸੈਮੀਨਾਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹਿੱਸਾ ਲੈਣ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਬਹੁਤ ਬਹੁਤ ਧੰਨਵਾਦ ਡਾਕਟਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਪ੍ਰੋਗਰਾਮ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਾਣਕਾਰੀ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਓਕੇ ਥੈਂਕ ਯੂ ਥੈਂਕ ਯੂ ਹੈਵ ਅ ਗ੍ਰੇਟ ਡੇ ਓਕੇ ਥੈਂਕ ਬਾਏ ਵੀ ਗੋਨਾ ਟੇਕ ਅ ਸ਼ਾਰਟ ਕਮਰਸ਼ੀਅਲ ਬ੍ਰੇਕ ਐਂਡ ਦੈਨ ਵੀਲ ਕਮ ਬੈਕ ਟੂ ਓਮਰੋੜਾ ਐਂਡ ਟਾਕ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਮੈਂਟਲ ਹੈਲਥ ਫਰਦਰ ਸਪਾਈਸ ਰੇਡੀਓ ਰੇਡੀਓ ਰੂਮ ਜਿਮ ਸਿੰਘ ਰੇਮ ਗੱਪ ਸ਼ਪ ਕਾ ਪ੍ਰੋਗਰਾਮ ਹੈ ਮਾਇਆ ਹੈਸ ਲੈਫਟ ਅਸ ਆਈ ਥਿੰਕ ਹੈਸ਼ੀ ਸ਼ੀ ਹੈਸ ਲੈਫਟ ਅਸ ਆਈ ਵੰਡਰ ਵਾਈ ਯੂ ਹੈਡ ਲੋਟ ਆਫ ਕੁਐਸਚਨਸ ਟੂ ਆਸਕ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਆਈ ਡਿਡਨਟ ਯੈਸ ਸੋ ਲੈਟਸ ਗੋ ਬੈਕ ਟੂ ਯੂ نو ਦ ਇਸ਼ੂ ਆਫ ਯੂ نو ਮੈਨ ਨਾਟ ਬੀਇੰਗ ਏਬਲ ਟੂ ਐਕਸਪ੍ਰੈਸ what they really feel yeah. and sometimes as and you mentioned that as a child you went to do you think it's getting easier for younger men now to be able to confront themselves to find out whether they are a okay or not yes and no okay the Let's, reason i say yes, yes is because like i said earlier there's a social stigma and there's a self stigma mm. the social stigma will be made up of 
us as humans. Mm. But that social stigma will not be changed until you actively destroy your own biases and your own stigmas you have. Mm. So at the same time, the same way that 100 years ago and now, many, many men, we live by this idea of it is a weak thing to be able to even speak about it. Mm. So now I would say that if you were to take that step to speak out, it is more uh, available for you. The conversation, the ability to get help, um, and relatively a little bit more normalization. But that self-stigma is still very much so prevalent. And you know that because the social stigma is there. It's, mm. it's still overall the overarching understanding that we still as men see around is, you know, you see a man crying or you see uh, a man who's not necessarily acting in a manner that is always uh, confident or abrasive to some degree, then they are looked at differently. Hmm. Um, a, a girl crying in a restaurant will not be looked at the same as a guy crying in a restaurant hmm. if a guy walks in. These things will only change once that self-stigma, it's about you. When you see that happening, what do you think immediately? Hmm. If you think something automatically just because of weakness, it, it's because it's been bred into your brain. So at that moment, you have to actively undo it. It's the same with pretty much, there's this book, Mm. called Blink by mm. Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. And in that book, pretty much, it emphasizes the fact that many of the decisions or things that we believe have already been predetermined by our own subconscious brain. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, this is a table. I'm looking yeah. at it. I already know. It didn't take me very long. Yeah. So that goes the same way for when we see people and we see yeah. them act in a certain way. Right. Uh, you have maybe been... Uh, been you know violently attacked by someone wearing red all the time you might see that red color somewhere on the street and immediately you're in a defensive mode so that's just a random example obviously but when it comes to these stigmas that's already occurring or you know that brings me to the point when when you're walking in the evening and it's a little cloudy or or it's foggy and maybe you've seen a movie or you've 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 seen that you know in the fog somebody comes out and attacks or you're 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 scared about that, and and it's something that you will then probably exaggerate to a certain extent that exactly. it becomes a phobia. Yeah, and it'll become muscle memory to some extent. You Your go. brain will make these decisions about how you feel or look about someone already. It's all nurturing at the end of the day. We've got a caller on line four. Love it. Line four, how are you doing? Hello there. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Yeah. So uh, the gentleman with whom you are speaking about that the mental aspect, he's yes. speaking two words. One is self stigma, one is social stigma, right? That's right. I wanna I wanna say my opinion here. Mm. Even though uh, self stigma is being broken up to some extent, people are becoming knowledgeable. Mm. But the social stigma is so powerful that overturned that self stigma. Ah, very good point. I'm not sure if you being a very prominent TV host and radio host and you've done so much work in community, I'll ask you on the open radio form, do you have feel that courage if you're feeling low to go and tell, hey guys, today I'm feeling a bit low and I'm I'm feeling kind of lightly depressed today, not in a good mood. Do you have guts to say that if you're emotionally instable in that given status? Ask that question to yourself. Anybody listening to this radio can ask. Yes, do you're we right. Have that awareness is there that I want to say that, but do you feel that social stigma overpower you? Yeah, I think it does. I you're very so. right. Yeah, I mean, so, I... Oh, continue. Yes, sir. So, sir, what I want to say that 
I like this topic because it's very close to my heart, and I do a lot of work on this particular aspect. Mm -hmm. Yes, we need more talk show like you are saying. This social stigma and self stigma, people need to understand that very, very strongly. And I don't know how the media can support us in a very strong way to speak this one word to everybody. Being okay is okay. Definitely. Being not okay is also okay. Definitely. <laughs> you're gonna feel low. There are days you're gonna feel like broken due to any reason. My my kids are not the way I wanna do be. My brother is not the way he, he wanna be. I wanna do this way. I wanna go this way. Everybody has a plan. Plan goes fail. We may feel sad, but people think these things very differently than anybody else. So I strongly recommend anybody, everybody can contribute to this. Yes, we need to break self stigma for sure. But we need to break social stigma, and that will be only broken when all self will broken, and self make society. Then social stigma will be broken. Yes, definitely, definitely. I totally Thank agree. Thank you very much for the topic, sir. Really appreciate, and we really need more talk. And Radio Television is always a big pillar of the community supporting this mental health aspect of the society. I'm glad really you're listening. I'm Krishna glad. Nutanji, everybody really. Deserve a big round of applause. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you, Radio Twelve Hundred. Thank, Thank you, Jeet. Thank care. you. No, I um, I mean, everything that he said is completely right. Mm -hmm. Um, and when he asked, you know, I I'm luckily in a position now where if I'm feeling, for the most part, if I'm yes. in a very very dark place and I need to chat with someone, I will message the people in my life. Right. But that's also because I have managed to put people in my life that I can message. I have. A lot of my two best guy friends, we all can message each other at any point if we're feeling down, call each other, and that's a really, really amazing thing. Yeah. One thing I like to relate this with is you're very much so right where that's the social stigma is overpowering, which mm -hmm. is why we need unity. I, I often say the importance of allyship. So if there's a marginalized community, for example, um, for example, currently, you know, the LGBTQ community, lots of stuff has been going on in terms of marginalizing them. Mm -hmm. I am straight. But I am very, very a big proponent of speaking up for that. Mm -hmm. If I'm also Hindu, if let's say right now Hindus were being persecuted, mm -hmm. I really hope that a non-Hindu beside me yeah. stands up and says something about yes. it. Right? Because that is real true allyship. Right. You have no reason. You don't need to say this, mm -hmm. but you're doing it because you support it. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, if you kind of look at it with mental health, as men, it is very true. We need to be able to ask the other men in our life, hey, I need to talk, I need to do that. But at the same time, you need to be asking men in your life, hey, are you okay? Mm. How's things going? Hey, I haven't checked up with you in a little while. How's, you know, you dealt with this recently. How's that been with you? These checkups need to increase. So I totally, totally agree with you that the, the self-stigma, releasing that is the only way that the social stigma will cease to exist. But also the social stigma being so powerful can only be combated if we as unity take these active steps mm. outside. You could be completely having a great, great time. Your mental health is in a lot of strength and you might not realize that your best friend has been dealing with stuff. And until you outright, even bluntly ask them, you might not get an answer. Mm. But you know, even if you talk to someone about how you feel, the way they act back or what they say back to you may or may not be what you want to hear. You Definitely. know, like I have opened up to some people in my life and a lot of, like some of the men have said, oh, well, you know, everyone, everyone's a little depressed or everyone's a little anxious. Everyone has ADHD. But yes, that may be the case where everyone does have these tendencies of, you know, feeling these a little bit of depression, little bit of anxiety, but that's not a disorder. You know, mm -hmm. everyone feels them. But when it affects your day to day life is when it's an issue. 
Definitely. And it's in those scenarios, you know, it's really important to listen more than anything, right? If you sit there, and I know myself when people say things, I like to often bring up my own experience mm. to have some sort of understanding of it. Mm-hmm. But one thing I like to be aware of is not to compare in any means my oh, yeah. experience no. with their experience. You do not want to diminish anyone's you know, feelings that they're feeling. Their mental health issues are very, very important to them. So saying things like, oh, you know, everyone's a little depressed. You know, we, oh, it's Canada, cost of living's high. It makes sense that's causing you to be that way, but it's so common. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really do any... At the end of the day, it's not constructive. So when you are in these conversations with other men you might be helping, you want to be as... Const- and that goes for anyone, right? Men, men, one, women, doesn't matter. You want to be much more constructive in the way that you're saying. You want to educate yourself, maybe on some of what these mental illnesses mean, Hmm. what mental health means, and you want to challenge your biases and watch the language that you use. Ah, that's very important, how you convey your support for the other person. And that's all in the way we uh, communicate. So communication has got to be really up to par. Definitely. Right? So we've got some callers on the line, and uh, let's, let's take line four again. Line four, how are you doing? Hello. Hi there. Hi. Uh, sorry, ma'am. I'm calling back again. It took me 15 minutes. No uh, problem. The line was busy. Okay. I want to say one resource that I think everybody else can also get benefit out of it. Yes. There's an, one online platform called thedg.ca. T-H-E-D-D-G.ca. Okay. This website provides anonymous peer support to anybody at no cost. And 24-7 counseling line at no cost. Lovely. Lovely. So this is called T-H-E-D-D-G dot C-A. T-H-E-D-G So this one I give a community resource because I'm a member of the community. I used it. I want to let you guys know this is a very useful resource. Yeah, Thank you. We got that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Take care. That's very nice of him to sort of... Very, very lovely. I didn't see that resource when I listed it down. Right. So now you have that in your... Yeah, I have the website here. I op- opened it up. It's very, very easy to use. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, it says, are you looking for help or do you want to be a volunteer? So whichever way you're looking, it, clearly on this website, there's um, ways good. to get help. Lovely. Uh, let's take a very short commercial break and come back. And in the meantime, if anybody who was trying to get hold of us and we were engrossed in our chit-chat, give us a call back at 604-280-1200, 604-299-8868. This one is, I'm not going to read out the URL, but if yes. you go on Google yeah. and you type in Heads Up Guys, yeah, it's a mental health resource for men. There's blogs, there's ways to get connected with help, uh, therapists, counselors, all these types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, this one's an easy URL. It's heretohelp.bc.ca. Okay. Heretohelp.bc.ca. And so in that one as well, you can get some support for yourself. You can also join things to be support for other people. Now, I was, when you were talking about it and you were relating your own incident, I just sort of went to other areas where parents are maybe not that open to listening to their children and kids 
maybe they are open to listening to the kids, but kids have got this in, inherent feeling that parents are not going to understand what we are going through. So in that sort of a case, if they do need to get to someone, these are some of the websites exactly. that they can call in. Yeah, and if you are, you know, if you are younger and you are listening to this and you're a kid, your school will, 99.9%, if, you, if you're in BC, your school will have some sort of counseling or can help direct you in the right place. So if you do have family that maybe is not uh, willing to hear you out just yet, uh, that doesn't mean that help isn't available and definitely look out to make sure you get the help that you need. There you go. And also, I think that the kids think maybe our because they have not studied in the school system that we are in. They haven't felt the pressures that we are currently feeling. You're right. Those parents haven't felt those pressures, but the pressures that they felt you're not feeling today. Exactly. So their pressures were there and your pressures, pressures are here. Mm-hmm. But believe you me, if you talk to them openly, they will be able to understand it. You know, Maya, does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but I also feel like, you know, they had gone through it. And a lot of the older people that I've talked to were, well, you know, we had to go through this, this and this. So you shouldn't be feeling that, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I had to go. I felt that way. I, but look at me now. I overcame it, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like you also went through a process to yeah. have to figure out yourself how you're going to overcome it. You know, Definitely. but as a parent, as a guider or someone, a guidance to someone, don't you want to make it easier for them? Yes. Don't you want to help them in every single way possible? Like, yes, you may have had it worse. You may have had it in a way that, you know, you never wanted to experience it, but that should make you understand more that they need help and you want to make it easier. Yeah. And, you know, this was the case for my parents, and I think it's a relatively common one. Uh, I know that there are some bad parents in the world, uh, but... Often it is just a fear thing. Like my dad, when he said, you know, oh, will it be on your record? And now he is the way that he is. It's just a fear thing. Once they get that little bit of education and understanding, most of the time, your parents only want the best for you. Oh, 100%. You know, they really, really just want you to be healthy, whatever that means, especially when they understand maybe the magnitude of what you're feeling or what it truly means. Um, for, and for all the parents who have little tykes at the moment, you know, Please pay attention to this. And if your parents brought you up in a different way, you are going to be bringing up your children in a totally Definitely. different way, in a yeah. totally different world. Yeah. So try to understand all that. Yeah, and if you have the kids, I mean, we were seeing this about this earlier, Shishma, when you asked me, uh, is it easier now for children to come out and, and, you know, maybe speak about their mental health? The reason I said depends is because there's all these factors now. The factor mm. of social media, um, unfortunately, maybe depends on what things you're, what content you are taking in. There's a lot of content out there right now that is trying to reinforce that traditional masculine sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may cause your child to feel like they're not fitting in that or not speak about their emotions. Right. We've got one last caller and uh, very quickly, caller, we've, uh, we've got only about a minute and a half left. No worries. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I understand the support. I understand the first step of calling and getting the help. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I think um, the help that we do need to get immediately, is especially you know, with our medical system the way it is right at the moment, Yes, that is where the hindrance comes in. Because mm. they, you only have so much of a patience for this to go through. You've done so much to get to that first step. And then when someone says, well, you, we can't see you till X number of days, 
that just wipes out the whole thing. Yeah. It's immediate help. And and I say immediate because immediate meaning, you know, that's what you're feeling then and you have been feeling. You, we may be calling somebody and they think that, oh, she's just feeling this way today. Let's get her in here. But no, you've been feeling this for years and months and so on. So that's where my concern is. Uh, it's very well put, and, and thank you very much for bringing that on the program. And thank you for being a listener of our program. Oh, love it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Uh, 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863 is our telephone number. We are not in a position to take any more telephone calls, but I would like to take this opportunity and thank you, Om, for coming to the program. Of course. And we look forward to seeing you again. Definitely. Uh, on one, two, three, fourth off. Yes. I mean, we have lots of, you know, different topics lined up. And if you ever feel on this health and wellness focused uh, episode series that we're doing, that you have a topic that wants to be, you know, spoken about, I, you can definitely um, figure out a way to contact me. My name is Omarora. Uh, and uh, you can find me as AOA Aurora on Facebook. And you can we can have a conversation about that. Give, give us. Do, do you mind giving your sure, telephone sure. number? Sure, sure. So you can. My my telephone number is 604-721-9333. Yesterday we had some guests in the program. They had such lovely telephone numbers. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> lovely. <laughs> telephone can you believe that? I mean, when I was working, That's like my sister's. when I was first working here in in Canada. Um, there was one telephone number that I memorized it by heart, and that was in Cantonese. Mm. And that was Lok Pat Pat Kau Kau Samyat. Oh. Lok Pat Pat Kau Kau Samyat. When you memorize those old numbers, you don't forget them. No, I still remember. Don't. I remember my kindergarten ones, but I don't remember any of my friends now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even talk to them. With that, we come to the end of our show. We say, Bhatin, Jaj, Apki Nazrome, Atki. Katki. और दिल में समाएंगी और उन सबको लेकर हम कल आएंगे यहाँ पे और पंकज गोगना हमारे गेस्ट होंगे स्टेट्यून फॉर द ड्राइव होम ग्राइंड विद माया एंड सुधीर राइट हियर ऑन स्पाइस रेडियो डीजे फ्लाइट एंड योर रिक्वेस्ट विद नूतन ऑन रेडियो रमजम